Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Canadian Disney Podcast. Um, today, uh, it is Ryan, myself here in Hamilton with my wife, Lauren. Hi. And <laughs> also joining us, we've got Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, today, we're going to be talking about comparing cruises and and sort of doing like a high-level overview of um of experiences now lauren and i here in hamilton uh have only experienced disney cruise line um so we have no other experiences to to kind of share but you guys have experienced a few other uh cruise lines um and can at least offer some um some good comparisons as to what makes them different um what are the pros and cons and and kind of go from there Especially so, because you just you just went on a was Royal it? Caribbean, right? Yeah. Yes. Royal yeah. Caribbean Oasis of the Seas, uh, March break twenty twenty three. Yeah. Uh, we did our last one before that was Disney in twenty nineteen. It was the boat, fantasy boat. And we've been on two carnivals and we've been on a princess. Now princess was sixteen years ago for our honeymoon. So things may have changed a little bit since then. But um yeah, we we uh, really enjoyed our recent experience, but we also say that our Disney cruise was our best family vacation, and we've been on a lot of family vacations. So we've been really trying to decide, you know, like, what is the differences and what would we recommend? Yeah. And I mean, let's let's put Disney out of the way kind of um, right off the bat. Uh, Disney Cruise Line um, has, what are they up to now? Six ships. Well, no. You can't book a cruise on six ships. You can book a cruise on four. It's like... Right? On four. Yeah. Five and a half. Five. Yeah, they've yeah. got five and a oh, half five. ships. Yeah, yeah, um, one, one is coming. Yeah. <laughs> or at least, I think two or three are in the pipeline now. I so, think so. So five, five you can actually book right now. Um, two or three are coming shortly after that. So they've been growing over the years, and they seem to get bigger bigger boats and kind of expand their itineraries as to where they're going to go, um, what they're going to do. Also like they've just opened up the booking. Um, is it lighthouse point? Yeah. Is there are some itineraries new... on their new, uh, so they have castaway key, their own private Island. Um, and, uh, and now they have uh, lighthouse point, which is a private area on an both, Island, both in the Bahamas. Yes. Um, and there is a cruise that you, like goes to both. Yeah, <laughs> those are your port of calls. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I will say one of the great features of the last cruise we were just on, um, and and you know excursions and ports, you know, is definitely a different conversation. But I will say, you know, the cruise ship private islands can tend to be a really fun day. A, they're, they're you know, also a low cost excursion. Typically, yeah. most things are included. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, if you want to rent rent snorkeling or something, that's fine. But you know, the the perfect key in Bahamas that we just went on with, with Oasis was fantastic. You know, tons of beach opportunities, you know, different access points. But also they had a massive resort pool in the middle, which I will tell you for somebody who doesn't really like the beach that much. Yeah. Uh, it was a really great feature. Swim up bar, you know, for those who wanted it. And a massive, like, obviously the, the boat could hold 6,000 people. So, oh gosh. you know, it had to kind of accommodate lots of people. And, and it really did. And... Uh, that was a really cool feature is going to that versus we've been to Castaway Key and it's obviously beautiful. Does not have the pool mm -hmm. option. 
Um, and has like a little bit more like kind of kid water friendly activities, like the playground in the water. However, um, my son who's 13 was quick to point out that it's, he didn't think it was that much fun because it's salt water and you have to swim out, you have to swim out there to use it. And then there's tons of other kids on it. So it's not, not for everybody. Um, whereas I thought perfect key kind of had a nice low key experience, Hmm. not as much sparkling, um, you know, but, but anyways, um, just, you know, and speaking with lighthouse point, definitely something that I would highly recommend is choosing a cruise that has that free, uh, private Island experience for, for one of your port days. I love those. Um, I'm not a huge beach person, but I felt like I was when I was on castaway key because I was like, everything is convenient. And mm-hmm. that's what I don't like about, I don't know if I've said it on here, but I hate picnics. Uh, and also cause they're not convenient. I want everything right. at the ready. <laughs> the ready. Uh, so that's I love. That's how I feel about camping, Lauren. Yeah, that is the yeah exactly yeah. the same. So I the worst thing in the world, <laughs> and you guys can fight me on it, but I don't no. care. <laughs> I don't want to carry a bunch of stuff somewhere. So I right. loved arriving, and they're like, "Here's a towel. Oh, you want an umbrella? They're all out there already. You want a chair? You have your choice." Like, so I love that part about the cruise. So yeah, I do think and that. I love the free lunch. Oh, yes. The lunch and the food. Like, yeah, you don't have to think about it. So I do love, um, I mean, Disney talks a lot about Castaway Key. And so I think if you've only cruised with Disney, you might not realize how typical it is for these cruise, other cruise lines to also have their own. uh, Either island island. or their own private beach or or that sort of thing. Their port. Yeah. When we pulled into um, Royal Caribbean's island, we could see Norwegian's island. It yes. did not look great. Oh. It, looked, it, it looked a lot smaller, plus they tender, which for those who don't cruise often or at all, tendering means you're getting on a smaller boat right. from the, you know, walking onto a smaller boat that's, that says hold 50 or 100 people, and it's taking you to the beach uh, or, or the port. Um, and that you means know, Belize, you all as an example. line up on the boat and wait your turn. <clears throat> yeah. If you can avoid the tender, highly recommend it. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you are not a big fan of boats... Um, but you're like, man, I'm going to go on a cruise because I know it doesn't sway that much. That's great. But the tendering experience could be quite varied. <laughs> so I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend that. But yeah, the Norwegian experience looked a little bit um, less fun than Perfect K or Castaway K. Yeah, Perfect K was pretty impressive. I love that, that that's, that's the name. tallest slide in the Yeah, the tallest slide America? in the Caribbean, which I don't yeah. understand. I don't know. It's got a massive cool. water park that's not included, um, which is something that drives know. me crazy um, with the... Right. So that's one thing to say, but they did have a big splash pad that was included. Um, that was, you know, would have been really fun if our kids were a little bit younger. Lots of things were included. I will say that, that uh, both Royal Caribbean and Disney, you know, they figure out ways to maximize their dollars. So there are going to be lots of things that are going to cost you extra. Yeah. But if you didn't want to spend anything extra, both opportunities were great. Yeah. So I feel like, um, you know, typical Disney, uh, although that has changed over the years, uh, does tend to front load the costs up front um, because all your dining is included. But there, like you said, there are some upcharges if you want to have, you know, Remy or Paolo um, or one of the other um, places like signature dining experiences on the uh, on the ship. You can do that. That's that's a different cost. Um, it doesn't. Uh, the price doesn't include alcohol. There's not like an alcohol package that you can buy, um, but you can bring 
some amount of your own and I think onto you can, the ship. You can buy like the the mug or the glass, right? On on DCL, I think, and then get the drink of the day for for a certain price. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm I think not that's sure what it used to be. We just didn't. We we're not huge drinkers. I love a cocktail yeah. or like here and there, and I think we found on on Disney like I think we had I don't know a, a handful of drinks. I think yeah. we might have had one at, with dinner, and then uh, I bought some wishables <laughs> and like sh- a shirt, and I like. So when I look at the money that we spent during the cruise, it was way less than at the park, say. Yeah. Like we were not really not we, buying we as much. We didn't have to add on. Or... But did you did you find that you were able to have a full experience without like other costs on top of your fare? For the the past cruise or yeah, the oasis yeah. of the sea? Yeah. Yeah. So I like I would say that we walked off we were with extended family. And so every single meal, somebody paid for the alcohol, at the table. So, you know, you Although know was... then we discovered that <coughs> we could have brought our bottles of wine right. for free. So it yes. took us three nights to figure that out. But then uh, once we figured that out, then we drank yeah. our, our own bottles of wine that we had purchased before we got on the boat. So that was fun tip. But uh, yeah, I, I actually did not feel that we were overcharged or that we had a huge bill when we got off wasn't like i mean we had the gratuities right so that made it painful but it wasn't like you know you definitely don't have to spend a lot extra to have a good time on either boat and to be honest with you there were some things on the disney cruise that i was surprised about like if you wanted a floaty at castaway key it was 20 bucks yeah. that's yeah. shocking yeah <laughs> just because of the total cost of the, the yes boat. um and like you know, specialty coffees are not right. included on boat or, or like yeah, and that was included on the Oasis of the Seas either. Mm. Now, no, I will exactly. say with Royal Caribbean and Carnival, they both have drink packages. And Royal Caribbean, uh, like anything else, the sooner you book the drink package, the cheaper it's going to be. But I will say, um, most of the times we were looking, the drink package was about a hundred to hundred twenty dollars Canadian per person per day in the room. So in our room, it would have been, you know, basically, let's say two, two thirty, two forty a day Canadian. Did you say there a is day? no way? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is no whoa. way that I can just. I, I don't. I don't understand what even I'd be my drinking. dad, who drank <laughs> uh, multiple Bud Lights all week, still still saved money yeah. by not buying the it, drink package. It really, and I will say, you know, it's funny you mentioned that Disney doesn't have that package. I think that Disney really tries to cater with a little bit more of, I think. Family friendly. I also say that Disney really kind of tries to want to make it a higher brow experience. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it is. I'm saying that I think Disney likes to kind of put that out there, right? That it's like a, it's a, it's a more elegant class of experience. Yeah. And I don't think that that necessarily is. I think that just Disney likes to do that. And, you know, we'll talk about the price point down the road. I think Disney does that with the price point as well. Um, and so, you know, that's just one differentiating factor. Uh, factor another one is uh, Royal Caribbean. It's about you know twenty five bucks a day if you want to have the soda package per person. Oh, okay. Whereas Disney has soda included or pop if you're Canadian. Um, I still don't Disney- think I could drink twenty five dollars no. worth of pop oh. a day. And, you- and like on the on the Royal Caribbean, their policy is you can bring one bottle of wine per adult in the stateroom. So there was two of us. We could bring two bottles of wine on, and then we were able to bring in a case of like a twelve pack of pop. So if you were really jonesing for pop and we hardly even drank it because 
there was fruit juices and right. and water, like ice water readily available throughout the cruise. And we tried really hard to kind of get everybody drinking water um, just for hydration. And so we did, we actually like left the room with like five or six mm. and pops left. Even on Castaway Key, there was a drink station with juice. So you could just walk up and get your mango Castaway juice. Key. Oh. Sorry, not Castaway Key. Um, Perfect Head. Had perfect mm. Head, yeah. yeah. Castaway Key as so, well has, has yeah, the they, juice. They both yeah. do. So the pop juice. I actually was, I didn't think we even needed the pop we brought and we, nobody missed that. So I wouldn't worry about not having oh, pop. Agreed. But I, I would think that like there are people who would be like, are you kidding me? I'm on vacation. I get my pop yeah. and I'll take my pop and I'll yeah. bring my pop. So, I, I guess it uh, changes the, the expectations too though. Cause I do feel like if I paid for a drinks package, uh, I'm I'm gonna get sloppy like yeah, for the right. whole cruise if I I'm because I'm gonna try to get my my I money's think worth because I like thinking about pop. Um, I think I like what's nice is that I don't with Disney I don't have to think about it right like I no. don't have that much so it's it's not like kind of an all or nothing it's like I could have one or two and just go get one on a whim without having to like shell out more money for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, the juice was nice. Um, the coffee was not nice. I learned that. Um, don't go for the free coffee at like the cabanas. <laughs> just get the room service coffee. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I and the drinks package, I wonder if some of that is carryover from like a little bit more like Magic Kingdom culture. Uh, I, I won't quite say Epcot, but um, just about how there isn't really, at least at the when I think D DCL was launched, like, I don't think there was the, it wasn't a big drinking culture, right? Yeah. Like Magic Kingdom, right. even until I would say recently, comparatively in the number of years they've been around, like you couldn't really get alcohol. So yeah, it was really Skipper's Canteen and uh, yeah. Be Our Guest when it kind of, yeah, and exactly. And so you can't walk around with a drink. Um, so I wonder if some of that is just sort of that that culture carrying over there. But I, I think it must also be largely due to uh, like being a family family friendly. Um, yeah. Except that, I mean, they have bars still. And I think it's more just like there's a the time and the place on the ship. Yeah, I will definitely say on the oasis of the 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 seas and you know pretty much speaking you know the last seven or eight uh Royal caribbean cruise ships have been based around the oasis of the seas so um for the most part kind of the deck plans and all that are mm. somewhat similar but i i will say we went uh lauren and i went for like a date night where we went to vintages which is like their wine bar um which was you know really nice and then and, and it was you know very quiet there was only a couple people in there I think we both agreed though, and there's lots of um, restaurants that you could kind of upcharge mm. for uh, Giovanni's, which is a pasta. Uh, there was a steakhouse, um, which my dad said wasn't worth it. Yeah, and, and I think well, I think I mean I think that's something to definitely yeah that's something that you need to figure out before you get on the cruise ship. Do you really want to pay above and beyond for a restaurant that might be better, might not be better when you're already getting really good food in mm -hmm. the dining room? Um, you know, I think some people you know decide to go all in, and that's great. But one thing I would say is that Disney's adult uh, bar area in the, the fantasy was fantastic as like an adult date night, like, you know, having the, you know, they had the, the champagne bar. Uh, they had the, was it Sky, know, Skyline? Um, was Skyline the one with, 
what is that Skyline the one with all the different um I think it's all the views, right? From the city. All the different views. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. It was fantastic. And it's almost kind of hidden away too. So yeah. You feel yeah. like you're separate from the kids. You send yeah. them off to the kids club and yeah. you feel like you're apart from that. Um so yeah, I would agree that like I felt like the adult experience was better on the Disney, which yeah. is really funny because it's a family friendly kids focused yeah. cruise. But um but I did think like Royal Caribbean, like this boat it didn't have the perfect flow. Like it has this promenade and it's sort of just like sure. chaos. Oh, no. So, you know, I think maybe it's a little bit the layout, but they also have this central park that we all loved and you could listen yeah, to like, guitar music yeah, and, and they just had... sit there and read mm. at the daytime. So there was definitely features of this boat that were really amazing and, and top notch. Um, like I would say Royal Caribbean's mini golf was better than I remember Disney's mini golf, you know? Yeah. Disney's mini golf is a little <laughs> uh it's the theming is great um but you know it's it's okay it's more just like a checkbox but what yeah. i really yeah. like like we did it at sun as the sun was setting right so we're on like one of the top decks outside on the ship yeah. as the sun is setting no one else is really around playing like so it was just fun and then actually we were like cruising around we were going to cast away the next day but we were already kind of there so we saw the magic and the magic and the the dream that we were on were doing the like disney foghorn like yeah like songs back and forth so it was just like it was just fun but um it was no fantasia mini golf it's like (laughs) one extreme to the other right yeah i (laughs) Well, and, and Royal Caribbean has some things like the Flow Rider, which is like, um, you actually surf, and the kids yeah, love that. That's fine. Long lineup. <laughs> they lose points for the lineup. Um, they have like this boardwalk where there's a merry-go-round. Hadley loved that. Whoa. Um, at one point, they were walking yes. around with free cake pops. Yes, they were. Like, which was a really nice touch Royal Caribbean. Out- I wish people would do that <laughs> They pulled out games on the sea days. Yeah. There's, so there's, a, there's like a, the tallest slide on a boat is on that boat yeah, the on abyss. any boat yeah. so um sorry ship I was <laughs> it's a ship but uh, i mean so like all of these boats or ships have amazing things like there's a roller coaster on one of the carnival boats right yes. so i wouldn't do it, it i don't think yeah. i could do it yeah, i know you can't really go wrong though is my yeah, point yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yes disney I, has yeah. some amazing things but so do the other boats and so yeah. when you look at the price of Disney uh, cruise versus another cruise. I just can't justify it. And when we went on our boat on the uh, the Disney ship, we had a travel agent deal, and it was still very expensive. And yeah. I still didn't, still would say it was more than you should be spending. So just because you can get a very very similar experience with lots of really cool things on other ships, you know, we saw a ventriloquist on this one that was like very famous he flew in for like two days and i didn't was, see this ventriloquist. <laughs> he was not feeling great but no i wasn't but I mean, I had to like, watch the nine-year-old there the the aquatic show on yes. the royal caribbean mm. was absolutely incredible hands down nothing i've seen like yes this. if you are going or if you're like just wanting like something to watch on youtube because you're like hey this guy randomly on this podcast told me that it would be interesting <laughs> to see i highly recommend it's like aqua that. 80s uh the aqua 80 show on the Royal Caribbean ships are ridiculous and what a cool way to start the cruise. I will say though, on the flip side, Cats was their musical um, that they had the rights to and everybody who performed in it was great, but the musical as a whole is is, is 
a whole. So <laughs> it, it was a miss. There, that was a miss. Yeah. But it was still top-notch oh, yeah. quality. Absolutely. And so my yeah. point is that you are getting top-notch from a lot of other bows. And you're saving a lot. Now, do, so, you, you, do you have to pay for any of those experiences no, on the no. ship? No. no. So okay. some now, I think you do. Yeah, I think like, it would depend like on, on the cruise, depending on the cruise line or whatever. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so like we already have a, a cruise booked for next year, um, which we'll talk about um, down the road, and it's a carnival, and they have like an IMAX theater, and it's like an additional five bucks per person to watch IMAX. Okay. okay. But I, I will say, you know, speaking of theater, that's one thing that I thought was a big miss in this show versus Disney. Um, the Disney cruises have like first run movies constantly oh, yeah. playing all day long. Like I mean, from saw, like seven a.m. We until... saw Frozen two, yeah. on its yeah. debut, yeah, like on the ship. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It was and great. Finn and I saw Captain Marvel. Oh, um, nice. the, like, the second week it was out, and honestly, what a cool experience to yeah. be able to do that. And if it wasn't Captain Marvel, I think Mary Poppins two was mm. on, or, or the second iteration of Mary Poppins. And all these other things that you could have just went and watched. And Royal Caribbean, they probably, I think, played three or four movies throughout the week. And it was kind of at the back of the boat. And and I just, it's one of the things that I absolutely missed from the Disney experience. It was, I'm shocked that more boats don't have that. And I'm guessing it's because the cost. they don't want you sitting inside watching yeah. a movie for two hours when you could be wandering on the ship buying candy yeah. or uh or whatever i could be wrong yeah. but i yeah. wonder if that well and i think where... i i do think like that would that would involve a different kind of deal with like right. whereas disney already they already own it they already have like yeah they're not like paying any yeah any extra for for rights or um performance rights um but i would say like paying extra for a show that's pretty rare I don't, there was nothing on royal caribbean that was like no show yeah, was extra. No sh- yeah, no. There was some workshops that were extra. There was like a jewelry yeah. workshop. We don't yeah. know how much it was because we didn't bother to go. But but there were workshops and and sessions and things that yeah. were free. But yeah, <laughs> and then same with the, the Disney Cruise Line. You know, yeah. they had wine tasting, which I'm shocked we could not find on the Royal Caribbean. I'm not sure why that was not offered because um, I'm sure it would be popular. But Disney had numerous wine martini tasting. Yeah, um, things that you can. Which was like twenty. Your... I think the martini was twenty dollars a person, and it was totally worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty typical of any boat. Some things are extra, sure, sure, charge, but most things are not. Yeah, I think I think what I would say because you're saying you can get the you know an amazing experience no matter what, and I think yes, but I think in in kind of looking at you know we've been Carnival Princess, uh, you know Disney. I do think that there are touches. Let, let's say our Caribbean, Royal Caribbean experience was like an 85 and our carnival was an 80 and our princess was an 85, 90. Disney's like a 97. Yes. Now, I don't, you know, what is the difference between an 85 and 97 when it comes to your wallet? And what I would also say is what's important to you. If this, if you're the kind of person who doesn't travel very often or you haven't traveled in a long time, right. you really want the wow experience. This yep. is like celebrating a big thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe you splurge for Disney, but then you're not going to be going on a trip every year. Whereas we want to go on a trip maybe twice a year. Right. right. The only way we're going to be able to afford to do that is Stretching to the stretch dollar. the dollar. The other thing that's really important to us, now that our children are giant, is we need extra space. So we're actually booking two rooms on Royal Caribbean. Carnival. Carnival, sorry. 
for less than the cost of one room on Royal Caribbean. Sure, sure. And Not to mention Disney. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that that's going to make our trip much better <laughs> to not have to share a room with them. And the the one other feature, and I know I'm sure Ryan that you have questions or or, or want us to stop talking, <laughs> but the one other thing that I wanted to to quickly just make sure people are aware of, Disney's boats do not have casinos, mm. um, and that is a huge feature mm. of theirs. That's you know, and some might call it a feature, some might not call it a feature, but that is definitely something to keep in mind. Lots of people do not care. There are some people who really care. So, uh, and of course, by not having a casino, there's additional space that Disney can kind of play with. Which I think they use for the kids club. And the Disney kids club is phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, Yes, it is. Absolutely. But our son, who's 13, didn't even go to the kids club this time. He didn't even care. And there's a separate teens club and he still wouldn't go. Right. I I think 13. I think it depends on your your kid for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I feel like... um, you know, we talk about Disney Cruise Line being family friendly. Um, I know the kids clubs start at what three, three and up, right? Uh, for 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 Disney Cruise Line, there is a baby space. Like yeah, a- but you can. But it's. Uh, I know that is an extra cost if you yeah. if you have a child who's um, under three. Um, but but I feel like yeah, it for a young family. Disney kind of has the experience um, down to a T and, and, and everything's kind of included. There's an extra cost, but it is um, it, it's almost like you're building in your, your functionality into, into the cost. Like I said, Disney tends to front load its costs so that they don't have things like a, a pop package or they're not charging you for um, every, every, pop that you have on on the ship um there certainly are upcharges but i feel like there are a few more available on like a carnival or or royal caribbean um but as to your point um you can kind of go as big or as as small as you want on uh royal caribbean and, and carnival where you're not you know, I don't need to splurge for the drinks package. So instantly I'm saving, you know, a couple thousand dollars, uh, depending on, uh, how long your, your trip is. Um, and, and if you enjoy the things that are, are offered for, for the costs that you have, I feel like you can, you can be very economical and, and have these great experiences for it. Um, obviously I think those cruises do make money because there are people who go to go all out. Um, you know, if you're going to spend time at the casino, chances are, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose a fair amount, um, there. So you can add that into your cost. Um, so I feel like on the other cruise lines, it could balance out depending on what you are looking for, um, in terms of, extravagance i i suppose so like if you're going on a royal caribbean or or a carnival cruise um if you want to go all out you can it will cost a little bit more and that might bring you it's probably not going to bring you up to the disney price but it will bring you closer in that uh, in that direction or at least trending in that direction yeah and and i think you know so so the reason why this you know we decided to kind of have this conversation was 
um, you know, so when booking the, the next cruise for us, and the reason why we did this is, is it actually came up right after the, the Florida trip where, you know, we heard that we drove in, you know, rather than taking the plane and, you know, ironically enough, we almost drove the second time for the cruise because yeah. of flair. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we had some debacles, but, uh, but when we got to Orlando and kind of went into all the touristy things we wanted to do, we left the trip feeling kind of exhausted and just like, we didn't do what we wanted to do, which was enjoy the sun, enjoy each other's company and, and relax. And partly because we were driving right. everywhere. Right. So yeah. Much yeah and absolutely. so much traffic. Yeah. And so it was important for us to kind of find, and, one of us was really interested in doing a, a theme park vacation. Um, the other person, not so much. Um, not named Lauren. <laughs> but, um, you know, cruise just really was kind of a good fit for us. So we we booked two rooms on a Carnival cruise for uh, December 30th to, to January 8th. And uh, what's really cool about it is it's eight days and it's, uh, you go to Aruba, you go to Curacao, and you're going to um, Grand Turks. So three places that are pretty, they're not as common as like the Cozumels, the Cayman Islands, the Honduras. Right. Um, so a little bit, so definitely, plus it's eight nights. So with that, the cost for two rooms was, I think it's like just under 6,000 Canadian for the two rooms. Mm. So... Um, you know, again, it's, it's like high times, it's a new year's Eve cruise. So, you know, it's a premium price, but I don't think that's premium pricing. You know, again, you kind of, you know, it is what it is. You kind of at the mercy of, of that time of year. That being said, the Disney cruise, the same week, except it's one day less. So it's Saturday to Saturday, goes to Cozumel, goes to all the traditional places is 15,000 Canadian. Yeah. That's so for what? And that's one room. So it's really tough for, and, and I mean, everybody's got a different pocketbook. Everybody's got a different, you know, uh, value system. And so, but this really for us, it's like, well, I'd rather go on more vacations than one. I am sure that everybody on that Disney cruise is going to have an amazing time. And they're going to be like, this is awesome. I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. I feel as though when I'm done my cruise that I'm going to be like, that was so fun. I'm so glad we did it. And I'm going to book the next one. Also, <laughs> I would say that the carnival boat that we're going to go on is a very new boat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got this kind of pedal car yeah. um, suspended in air. We saw it. We got to see it it from our boat as we were ta- leaving Miami. It left before us and it looked really fun. Like it's got okay. big water slides. It, like So my point again is, it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. There's going to be different things on this boat that Disney doesn't have. Is you know? it? Well, is it nine thousand dollars difference? I mean, I yeah. think that's honestly yeah. what. Um, and honestly, the Disney Fantasy was our favorite family vacation that we've ever done. I just don't think nine thousand dollars is something that I can part with to kind of do that again. And this is what you know. Lauren makes a great point. You know, this is. There are, you know, if you're celebrating the big birthday, if it's, you know, or a big anniversary, or you're like, hey, I'm taking the grandchildren and I do not care what the cost is. Then honestly, do Disney. Don't think twice about it. I guarantee you everything about it is going to like just check the boxes. You're going to love it. Yeah. But if you're like, well, do I do this cruise or that cruise? You know, again, it goes back to kind of what what do you want to pay I think that Lauren's right. And I think I'd rather pay for uh, an 85 than pay for the 97, 
in this instance. And maybe, sure. you know, I think changes, you know, different times in your life. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things that I kind of think about as you're, as you're kind of um, talking through those options. Um, one, I do know. So Disney's pricing is dynamic in the sense that when, oh, it's when the ship, when the uh, itinerary first gets um, released and there's usually there's a big release event and uh, you know, I, I don't remember the tiers, but platinum, <laughs> platinum cruisers get first access or first crack at it a couple days before, um, then, you know, gold and silver DVC, I think is in there, um, before they go to the general public. But like on day one is generally the cheapest or least expensive that a room is going to be because as rooms sell out, the price goes up. And as you get closer to the sailing date, the pricing is is higher. I don't know whether that happens with um, Royal Caribbean or Carnival. If it does, it's nowhere near to the same extent that that Disney's uh, will happen. Um, yeah, and and definitely, uh, also I can speak a bit to that. Definitely, the pricing. It's very rare to see pricing go down for a cruise. Uh, I always joke that you have to be a, a nuclear physicist to kind of figure out the math because there'll be a ton of promotions that will come out between today and when your cruise actually leaves. And if you, you know, almost all of those promotions are a negligible difference and never usually cheaper than what you paid for in the first place. Right. So it's, it's more of a marketing, you know, ploy than anything else, but you're absolutely right, Ryan. It, it's definitely not going to jump the same extent that Disney's does. Yeah. I think the other thing too, um, that I was thinking about is something that you guys had mentioned earlier too, is now that your kids are getting a little bit older, their priorities are going to change, uh, in, in terms of what they're looking to get out of an experience. And, uh, you know, you have a new, uh, we'll have new teenager, um, there and that, you know, brings, brings new, um, wants out of experiences. So if, uh, if Finn is looking to, um, you know, enjoy different things, he, he might've, you know, and obviously they had a good time on the Disney cruise line. Um, but they're also going to have a great time on Royal Caribbean and Carnival, um, and, and that kind of experience. So why not have more of those experiences now? And then, uh, you know, when they become, uh, adults and then feel nostalgia for, for Disney, then they can, they can sort through, through those feelings, um, and, and go back that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, right before we started this, he had mentioned how he loved the Disney fantasy and he was nine. So, you know, a few years ago, but he said how much he loved the boat we were just on, which is the Oasis of the Seas. And I think that speaks to your point there, Ryan. What he remembers is doing the zip line and doing the flow rider and doing the big slides and the water slides. And, and to him, that's what he wants to do. And, you know, Disney has the, their fair share of great experiences as well, but they're, they but they're not quite that like to that level of thrill or, or right. fun. And so I think that that, um, you know, was something that really spoke to him and, and he was super excited to do all those experiences. Plus because the boat was really big and he was a little bit older, I think he, got to have a little bit more freedom. And I think he liked that as well, which, you know, surprisingly when he was nine, he had quite a bit of freedom on the Disney cruise as well. <laughs> and they got to do a lot of cool things. Um, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, I think 
it is one of those things where you know different age milestones, different uh, development with kids is going to you know bring different things that they're excited about and. And right now, yeah, it is a bit of a kind of a thrill-seeking experience for him. The other thing I was going to say is Ryan's done a lot of, my Ryan, has done a lot of research about um, this upcoming trip, this next trip that we're going to go on, just well, to yeah. make sure that we're getting the best deal yes. and like that we're going on the best boat. So you've yes. looked at quite a few. You've it's true. Norwegian. I looked at Norwegian. I looked at MSC. You looked um, at Princess again. I looked at Princess. And Princess has a lot less boats than other cruise lines. So right. it's very, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But I did look at... Um, most of the other cruise lines and uh yeah i mean to me this price is the, the best now i will tell you we are on like we you know we're basically you know probably staying in two custodial closets from what i can tell <laughs> but um and you know what and i've had lots of clients who are like hey look you we don't spend time in the room anyways we're on deck doing lots of stuff so i know it's not unique to us but um and i think again it goes back to what do you want to spend your money on you know, yeah. you're only in the room for you know sleeping then uh, you're doing lots of other things so but yeah, I have looked at lots of other experiences, even like even all inclusives, looking at various uh, you know Canadian providers, you know flying out of Toronto, and and uh, yeah, I mean, which should I mean the point should be made like this price that you've got here is not including flights, whereas an all inclusive sure. yeah. with Sunwing would be including flights, but it's yeah. still significantly more money. Yeah. If you get home in time, <laughs> yeah. <I don't. laughs> And uh, the other thing I was thinking about was just the things that are on the other boats. And like you were looking at Princess because they have the discoveries. Yeah, stuff, Princess really has cool. got some really cool kid activities that I would highly recommend. And I really wish we could make it work. But they don't leave out of the ports we want to leave out of. I think they go to Fort Lauderdale and Galveston, I want to say. Mm. Um, they only have two boats that are in America at that time. Uh, and anyways, but they, they have a program. Expensive. And they were more expensive. Yeah. But they have a partner program with Animal Planet discovery um uh and one other one and and anyways it's just you know oh, oh there's a planetarium like you can actually sit in like the theater and like see the planets anyways you know i know my kids would have been like that's really cool mm-hmm. like it's kind of an educational experience um what's called edutainment which i think my kids would really dig so again maybe that's something that you know families are, are willing to pay for for because that's you know kind of an out-of-the-box experience on a cruise ship yeah um, I feel like, you know, we've got gotten a good kind of overview of, of most of the things. I think there are really different, obviously different tiers of, of cruising, um, in terms of pricing. Um, so obviously Disney's in a class of its own when it comes to, to pricing. Um, but I think any kind of Disney experience carries a premium with it. Um, but to, to your point, it's, it's good to, you know, sit down and really think about what it is we want to get out of these experiences. Um, is it the travel? Is it, um, more time on the boats? Because, you know, for the same cost of doing, uh, you know, a four night cruise on a Disney cruise line versus, uh, seven or eight night on, on another boat, you're going to get more, um, out of different experiences for, for different things. So I think when sitting down to kind of decide between all of them, you do really have to, um, go into it knowing what you as a family would like to, to experience, or you as, you know, you don't have to have a family. You can just go on your own or, 
um, or, or go with a friend or significant other groups. Like there's all sorts of things, um, that different cruises can, can provide for. And so you're knowing what your, um, expectations are, what kind of you want to experience, um, will inform kind of the, the choices that, that you make from, from there. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. No, I think that it is, there are just so many variables that kind of play into these decisions. And, and I think that, you know, we're fortunate that we've went to lots of places and then being a past travel agent, we had lots of different experiences. And so we can also, you know, we're lucky to say that we've been a Disney, didn't have done a Disney cruise. And so can kind of measure it against that. And, um, and I think having a five and nine year old on a Disney cruise was magical. I don't know if a five and nine year old on Royal Caribbean is as magical as the right. trip we just had. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well. And I also would say that, you know, we talk about the adult, um, like the adult areas, they, like, I think the way that you interact with them as a parent with a 13 and nine year old is different than you interact with them as a parent of a nine and five year old or two, four year olds. And so I, I think that you also need to kind of think about those as well. Like there are people who can put their kids in the kids club for six hours on a port day or whatever go and explore and be like, yeah, my kids have a great time. And they are Lauren and I, I, we'd have guilt towards that. There's no (laughs) right wrong answer, but that would, that would literally make us be like, Oh, they should be here with us. And you know, and then you get the kids and like, what are we doing? Why are we here? We just got to play with Tinkerbell and in a TIE fighter. Why am I? Yeah. But you know, that's like, I think that even, even something as nuanced as, you know, how you see your vacation as adults versus with your kids can really play into what, what you're going to be most excited for on your cruise. Yeah. And if you're adults traveling with adults, then you can just let loose and do, do whatever you want. Yeah. And if you, yeah, if you bring grandparents and your grandparents are willing to take the kids, then Bob's your uncle and then you're all set. (laughs) Um, And honestly, that is one thing I would also say is we had a great time this time with, with grandparents or in-laws. It would have been really cool to see the, to see their experience of Disney. I think that all of them had a great time on this trip. I think they would have walked away from the Disney experience being like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Uh, and then, you know, as I said, I think you're paying for a wow factor with Disney that you yeah. can't really pay for with others. Is it $9,000 worthy? That's for you to decide. But I do think there's a wow factor that the other, uh, you know, cruise lines haven't touched yet. Yeah. But they're getting there. There's more, more and more things, you know. The, Absolutely. I, I, I will say every different ship, um, y- you know, a, a lot of the Disney ships have different things on them in terms of different restaurants and different, um, different top decks, different slides. But but they have the same level of um, thrill, uh, thrill factor. Whereas I feel like when you look at um, Royal Caribbean or Carnival or all, all the other ones, um, you have, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's zip lining. There are go-karts on one. Um, I think there's a Norwegian cruise that has a, a, a go-kart track on the top deck and, uh, and some more intense slides and, and experiences. So yeah, you can, you can pick and choose what are the things that go like, oh wow. Yeah. I want to go and do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, and it's funny, yeah, we looked at the go-kart uh, uh, 
bruise. And there was part of me that looked at it as an as another option, and I'm like, that's a lot of boat that you're taking up for the go kart track. Like, you know, I think that's something as well that uh, you know companies will get better at at figuring out how to use their space. And yeah, uh, but right now they yeah. just want to offer something different. Um, yeah, each boat has a different, unique experience and layout. My kids were quick to tell me that their friends were on the go kart boat, Dad. And why didn't we go on the go kart boat? <laughs> well, it's because if you want to drive go karts, you go to uh, you go to Magic Kingdom and you drive the Tomorrowland <laughs> Speedway <laughs> and get it all out of your system. <laughs> yeah, including the price kids. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Crazy, but honestly, um, yeah. If you haven't thought about a cruise before, I would highly recommend it. It is relaxing. It's great to have the food already kind of thought out for you. You're not having to search for places to go, um, you know, and I think you're right. It can be as expensive as you want it to be or not. I mean, obviously you're paying the price and you have to, Yes. but you know, there are additional options that you can kind of upcharge yourself. And if you're like, that's worth it to me. And you know, there is a bit of an a la carte experience too. Yeah. I think that's probably a good place to leave it there. Um, we always like to to hear feedback. So if you head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, you're looking for the Canadian Disney podcast now. And uh, and you can leave a comment on this particular episode um, about your experiences. Uh, what what cruise lines have you have you done? Um, if you were to pick one, what would what would be the one that you would choose to do next? Um, and and yeah, we always love to hear hear from from you. Um yeah, that's a that's a good place to leave it. We want to thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and Ryan and Lauren, this is the Canadian Disney Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.